In this bulletin, the Reserve Bank Governor prepares to face a parliamentary committee again, renewed hope for a full revival of Australia's trade relationship with China, and in cricket, Australia's batsmen urged to take more chances in the second test against India. With the latest SBS News, I'm Deborah Brawl. But first, a major investigation is underway into the deaths of two miners at a zinc mine in northwest Queensland. The bodies of 33-year-old Dylan Langridge and 36-year-old Trevor Davis were found late on Thursday after their ute fell part of the way down a 25-metre void in the Dugald River underground mine near the town of Cloncurry. Mine owner Barminko, which is in turn operated by the Parenti Group, have released a statement confirming the deaths and expressed their condolences. They say they'll be cooperating fully with Queensland authorities as they seek to understand what went wrong. Miraculous stories are emerging from the sadness more than one week on from the deadly earthquakes which have devastated Turkey and Syria as determined search crews refuse to give up the quest for survivors and doctors treat those who have gone through an unimaginable trauma. In the latest rescue, a teenage girl has been pulled alive from the rubble more than 10 days after the earthquake that has now killed more than 42,000 people. The 17-year-old was found alive in the Karaman Maras province in Turkey's southeast. Mining workers have been assisting in rescue operations with one such worker, Chamil Dedeulu, explaining why they keep going. There is no other joy than hearing the voice of a survivor. It is not something I can explain. There is no other happiness than taking that person out and handing them over to their families. I mean, I wish we could get everyone out without any injuries. The Chinese government says it's willing to find a solution to trade issues with Australia as official and unofficial sanctions remain in place. The sanctions were implemented after the previous government called for an inquiry into the origins of COVID-19, but a spokeswoman for Beijing, Xu Jitsing, says China is willing to work out a solution on the issue of Chinese tariffs of Australian exports of wine and barley. She says a good trading relationship between Australia and China is mutually beneficial. China and Australia are important trade partners of each other. The economic structures of the two are highly complementary to each other. Economic and trade cooperation between the two is mutually beneficial and win-win for both. Right now the economic and trade ties between the two sides are facing a very important window. Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe is due to appear before a parliamentary hearing again today following his much-anticipated appearance earlier this week on interest rates in Australia. It's expected he'll comment on the latest unemployment figures which have just been released and are now sitting at 3.7%. The central bank watches jobs data closely due to the relationship between the tight labour market and higher wages which can fuel inflation. Angela Jackson is the lead economist that impact economics and policy. She says rising unemployment will reduce pressure on inflation. I want to see that unemployment figure rise because I think what their view is is that that will take the pressure off wages growth and will make it easier for them to get inflation back within that range. So in some ways, this is what the Reserve Bank has been hoping to see. 
Indigenous Affairs Minister Linda Burney will meet US Interior Secretary Deb Haaland in Canberra today for discussions on First Nations reconciliation. The meeting comes as debate over a First Nations voice to Parliament heats up and Australia looks to international examples of reconciliation with its Indigenous people. Secretary Harland, an Indigenous woman from the southwest United States, has been tasked by her president with elevating the voice of First Nations peoples in America and giving them greater visibility. Her department oversees the government's nation-to-nation relationships and treaty obligations with almost 600 sovereign tribes, the US equivalent of Australia's Indigenous communities. Turning to cricket, an Australian captain, Pat Cummins, says his team's batsmen are likely to have to take more risks if they're to get better results in the second test match against India, which starts today in Delhi. Australia was soundly beaten in the first test match and poor batting, a big reason why. Pat Cummins says Australia still doesn't know if fast bowler Mitchell Stark and all-rounder Cameron Green will be able to play in this match, both missing the first game due to injury. But he says whatever happened in the first match, Australia's batsmen are well prepared this time around. I think the planning has been really good. Now it's just about going out there and doing it and, um, you know, at times that might be having to be brave enough to kind of take a calculator risk that where the risk might be a little bit higher than what you get in Australia. So um, they've been really good. They're all, um, yeah, really strong in their plans. I'm Deborah Grawk. This is SBS News. 